Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson, proud to be serving as your host for this fine podcast. If you haven't done so already, follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and you can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts, as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Do up on today's show on this Tuesday edition of Lockdown Blue Devils. I'm bringing back my good pal, Jason Jordan, the director of college basketball recruiting for Sports Illustrated. We had such an amazing conversation last week about the 2023 class, or 2022, excuse me. So today, we're going to talk about that 2023 class. And of course, all of our chats with the Sports Illustrated guys are brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. You can post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash college. as I would like to thank so much LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football and college basketball recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. Again, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And with that, let's bring in my good pal, Jason Jordan, the Director of College Basketball Recruiting. How you doing, Jason? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. It's always a great day when we can talk about the future of Duke men's basketball. We joked last week, we have tons of recruits to always be talking about. And it's great that nothing changed since Coach K left. John Shire takes over, and here they are putting number one class after number one class together, it seems. There you go. There you go, man. Yeah, so far, so good. So far, so good. Totally different class for Duke this year, as uh, you know, than we thought initially. Tyrese Proctor was one of the 2023 commits who reclassified after the Trevor Keels decision to remain in the NBA draft. So I'm going to go through some of the guys uh, individually here that make up this 2023 class. Again, Jason Jordan, the director of college basketball recruiting, is our guest here on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. The first commit in the class, and one of the first commits, period in the John Shire era of Duke basketball, is a player by the name of Caleb Foster, an Oak Hill Academy product. We know those guards quite well at Duke. Nolan Smith and Quinn Cook come to mind certainly there. Tell us a little bit about Caleb Foster, Jason. Oh, I love Caleb's game. I always have. um, I always thought um, he had, way before he had committed to Duke, when he was at Oak Hill, I thought, you know, he was a guy with a lot of potential. And then he just kind of flourished at Oak Hill, uh, even despite playing with, uh, uh, future McDonald's All-American at the time, who's now at Kansas, MJ Rice, same backcourt. Um, he really was one of the better players on that, on that Oak Hill team. But 6'3", great size, obviously, as a lead guard. Um, like a, a floor general extraordinaire, quarterback on the court. Uh, he His offensive um, his offensive abilities tend to overshadow his ability as a playmaker and a guy who has great vision on the court. But that's something that really can't be understated because, you know, I think he really one of those point guards that sees the game a couple plays ahead, thinks the game a couple plays ahead. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's an amazing scorer, knocking down that shot uh, from NBA range, extended, uh, scoring in the mid range really well. And he's really 
um, grown a lot, uh, picking his spots really well on the court. Um, he's a guy he had, we're actually doing a feature on him this, this week. So that'll be coming out. And it's basically about how he's, uh, maintained his, his killer instinct, despite being an early commit. Right. So a lot of times when guys commit early, they're just not that hot anymore. Right. right. They're not the news, the news, like recruiting guys, I can tell you for sure. At Peach Jam, they were at the courts of the guys who are uncommitted because they want to get scoops and stuff like that. But then, meanwhile, this is something me and Caleb talked about. Meanwhile, Caleb's over here averaging 28. You know, he's giving everybody that work, right? So, um, and it's like people just weren't, haven't been paying attention to his dominance over the last month. And so, um, so he's a guy who's, who, I, you know, I tip my hat because I've seen that so many times when guys commit really early, they just kind of fade away and they, um, they don't know how to how to take it when the quiet, the phone gets quiet where, you know, you have guys wanting to talk to you 10 times a day. Now it's just your coach. So he said he and Co- Coach Shire got a lot closer um, in this quiet time since he's been committed. So he's a guy I'm very high on and a guy who's um, who's flourishing. I mean, he transferred to Notre Dame High School in Cali for his senior year, and I think he's going to do really well there. Well, I mean, I can't. as a five-star, so watch out. I can't wait to uh, to see what this next year looks like for Caleb Foster. Certainly can't wait to read what you're going to have out. Again, your feed coming out there for Sports Illustrated. Caleb Foster, the first commit for doing the class of 23, an Oak Hill product and remaining loyal to Coach Shire because, again, in the recruiting efforts to get Caleb Foster, Jason, I know there was a lot of buzz about Nolan Smith, who, of course, at the time was on staff there for Duke and being able to establish that connection. But for Duke fans, it's pretty awesome that Caleb Foster is staying loyal to that commitment despite Nolan Smith, you know, departing and going over to Louisville. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's one of the things he talked about, too, and it's it's his developing developing a really close relationship with John. Everybody loves John. Like, (laughs) I mean, they really do. Like, they really love to talk to this guy. You know, I mean, John's a guy I've known for 10 plus years. So, I mean, he's a guy you can definitely – definitely bond with him easily you're definitely going to connect with him on something he's a guy he's going to find a way to connect with you right so um the coach the, the guys are really um are really taking to him and so you know that's a testament to him as a recruiter and it's just as a person uh the most relatable people are the guys that are, tend to be the most successful you just mentioned how Caleb Foster is going to be transferring to the state of California yeah. to play his senior year of high school basketball yeah. You're almost good at segueing and setting me up for the next one, Jason. That's a, a pro move by you there because I want to go out to the state of California and let's talk about another guard in the class. Jared McCain, the TikTok world loves him, and here he is. He's decided to play basketball for the Duke Blue Devils. Tell me about uh, and our listeners about Jared McCain. No, like you said, tip, TikTok superstar Jared. Right? <laughs> right? Um, but the funny thing is, you know, and this is this is telling, right? So he is very active on social media. He is a guy who's, I mean, for all intents and purposes, famous, right? But he's also dominant too. So that right. should yeah. tell you all you need to know about his work ethic, because you know, whereas a lot where social media, I mean, some coaches will still say this, but at the end of the day, uh, you got to roll with the punches. They a lot of them see it as a as a distraction. Well. He's clearly not distracted because at Peach Jam, I mean, he was one of the most dominant guards there uh, for Team Why Not. So 6'4 guy, I mean, his call claim to fame is his shooting, right? But he's a super playmaker as well. Um, 
oh man, him and Caleb in that backcourt. I we we had talks about. I had talked to a lot of different coaches about. It. It's like man, imagine the the firepower coming out of that backcourt. You know, Caleb and Jared, and and then they were in the midst of having like their best showing while we're talking about this stuff. So, um, but a guy I'm really high on, uh, Jared. I've always been high on Jared. It was when he was playing with Kylan Boswell when they teamed up in the backcourt. Uh, Kylan's now at Arizona, but uh, Jared's a guy who. Once again, his shooting ability tends to um, overshadow the the playmaking playmaking ability he has, um, and he's just a ultra competitor, right? Always brings the motor, always keeps the motor in overdrive, and he's just a warrior on the court. And um, so he's a guy that will definitely thrive in that system for Coach Shire. So Jared McCain, the second commit in the class of 2023, another great guard from the state of California. We mentioned, and I've talked about it a lot on this podcast already, uh, the success that he's had marketing himself, creating the Jared McCain brand, being yeah. a part of the Team USA efforts that he's already had. He's got documentaries out there of in eighth grade. He's showing you vlog footage of on his room, a poster wanting to get an offer from Duke one day, also yeah. wanted to get an offer from Gonzaga yeah. and accomplish all of these great camp invites and that sort of thing. This guy earlier this spring had a deal with Jared's Jewelers. I mean, he's winning son of the year and making great moves uh, with his opportunity and his big platform. And then like you're saying, Jason, don't let that overshadow the fact that he's a hooper and he's yeah. going to be playing for Duke. Yeah, I mean, you know, What's something he said to me um, that I thought was uh, profound yet simple, but profound um, was that you can't forget what got you all this stuff. Right. Um, and that is the work. And that is um, taking the game and making that the priority. Right. Um, so that's his mentality. It's, it's very clear that that is his mentality because. Like we said earlier, he is he's a famous kid, right? He's like Mikey Williams. Kids like I mean, people line up to take his picture. Like he's that guy. Like he's like I remember uh I liken it to almost like Austin Rivers ish. I remember when Austin was in high school and he had like a Beatles like following him. So Jared kind of has that too. Um and then you look up and you're like, Oh, he's this, you know, at some point this is gonna be a distraction. That's what the old old heads would say, right? But at the end of the day, then he drops 30, right? <laughs> 30 in the dub. So, you know, and he's consistently um, producing at the highest level, which is the Nike EYBL, a uh, number one summer shoe circuit in the world. I always say that because it's true. Um, so if he's doing that and putting up the numbers and being pr productive in that regard, then I don't think we're going to have to worry about any distractions from Jared McKay. You're becoming a Duke fan favorite. I mean, here you are referencing <laughs> Austin Rivers recruitment, and here we are talking about our other 2023 guys. Jason yeah. Jordan's joining us here on Lockdown Blue Devils. We'll continue the 2023 class in just a moment here on the program. Our show today is brought to you by our very good friends over at LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. 
That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I'd like to welcome you back into the Tuesday edition of Locked On Blue Devils. JJ Jackson, alongside my buddy Jason Jordan, the director of college basketball recruiting for Sports Illustrated, the Duke 2023 class. Let's move on. We've already given the guards some love. What do Duke fans need to know about Sean Stewart, Jason? Uh, I really like Sean. Um, I definitely think his game has grown leaps and bounds over the summer. He was at Windmere during the high school season. He's very productive there, but um, you know, it's a different animal when you're when you're productive uh, over the summer, like we talked about. And so he's been one of the most productive bigs. He's like a utility big. Like, um, so he's super versatile, um, a guy who's going to guard a lot of different positions, going to um, great face-up game. He, I mean, he can handle the ball, super versatile. Um, but he's going to get down there and mix it up, going to grab rebounds, going to check off a lot of boxes on both ends of the floor. Um, super athletic. Great finisher, great hands, um, and just a good feel. Um, I think as a facilitator, he's pretty good too. Uh, so he's a guy who's going to uh, – you can throw it in there in that middle of the paint, and so he's going to find shooters. Sounds Does that sound like something that Duke might like, right? Um, so he's a guy you could probably even run the offense through there in that middle. Um, super strong, and his athleticism is through the roof. But he's growing um, in the mental aspect of the game. A guy I really think is going to have a lot of upside there in that system. Sean Stewart, the third member of the class we're highlighting here. And then we've got one more to go, and we move on to – uh, one of the top players in the entire country, someone that everybody constantly is raving about, and that's Mackenzie Mbako. Tell me what I need to know and what the listeners uh, need to know about Mackenzie. Well, we did an NBA draft, um, a mock draft, for saying you can only pick high school guys. Let's say teams could only pick high school guys, right? So we, we oh, did wow. a mock draft in that regard. We did that in June right before the draft. And uh, with the number one pick, Mackenzie went number wow. one in our draft right so um wow and 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 deservedly so i i don't you know it's always funny to me uh looking at post post summer rankings and different stuff like that but i don't know what other people saw but i i mean if he's not in the the strong conversation for the top player in 2023 i just don't know what we're doing um because he was super i mean he played with dj wagner right um he's a great player as well number one point guard in the class a lot of people think He's the number one prospect in the class, and I'm not mad at that. But I do need you to really think about it. You know, I don't need it to be something that is just second. T.J. Wagner's number one player. I don't know. I need you to really get a headache. I need you to really go to the war room and write down and tear up paper and have him and McKenzie and a couple other guys um, on that number one line. Um, Because I'm going to tell you, our SI-99 comes out later in the year, and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. He's definitely going to be in the conversation. 6'9", super strong, super physical, but has a he really has an NBA game and an NBA feel. Like, you know, he makes NBA moves uh, with fadeaways, up and unders. His, his bag offensively uh, from the perimeter to the paint is just deep, deeper in the ocean. Um, guy, obviously, I'm very high on, but he's a guy that um, is just, like, once again, super productive, right? What does that mean? Just impacting the game on both ends of the floor in ways that that aid the winning process right so I'm, you know i mean in every aspect yes he's a great scorer in multiple different ways but he's also a guy who's going to deflect passes a guy who's going to um be a defensive presence down there a guy who's going to definitely grab rebounds uh, in abundance 
and a guy who um, plays with that motor in overdrive. I mean, if we're sensing a pattern, let me know. So he's definitely a guy um, who who he'll who will probably be the focal point of that class, which is saying a lot because it's a stellar class. But a guy who you definitely can run the offense through, and a guy you can throw the ball and say, "We need a bucket." Give me a bucket, and he's a guy you can give it to anywhere on the court, and he can get you a bucket. Obviously, you just mentioned a pattern, and and I want to kind of transition there again. What's a big commit this is for Duke to get in Baco to come and play for John Shire, and and yeah. what would be his second season as the head coach for the Blue Devils? As we've seen Duke transition into sort of this one and done era, you go back to 2011, and Kyrie Irving walks through the door, and it seems like yeah. things started to shift. Jason, you're somebody who's so well-versed in the ACC footprint. You're right there in Tobacco Road. You know this Duke recruiting profile. When you're out and you're evaluating like these commits, do players feel like Duke guys from someone that's not – like you're not in on these visits necessarily, right. but when you're watching and evaluating, do some of these guys just feel like, yeah, they actually do need to be in a Duke jersey. Like that just feels right to see that. Yeah, I'm, I probably don't say that. <laughs> don't get me in trouble with every fan base. I understand. But, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, when, when, so, I but not say that. But they, there are definitely guys that, uh, that, uh, that are on the, that they're after that I could definitely say, oh, they definitely fit the mold, right? Like Caleb certainly fits the mold for a dude point guard. I mean, he's, you know, uh, three-level scorer, but, I mean, he's knocking out NBA threes and, you know, he's, uh, you know, scoring and facilitating interchangeable parts, right? So, I mean, you look at how they played this year. Jeremy was off the ball a lot. Uh, Trevor was off on the ball a lot. And then they interchanged that, you know what I'm saying? Then Wendell would be on the ball a lot. So, it's just, you know, it's like a get the ball, fill the lanes. Paula, you get it. We're out. You're the point guard. Let's go, right? And so that's kind of how um, – this class is fits that mold. Like anybody in these names that we have named can grab the rebound, start the break and fill those lanes and let's get it, you know, let's get it. Let's get scoring transition and get back on defense. With those comparisons in mind that I'm going to continue to, to pander to the Duke audience and it's okay uh, to kind of dance around this, okay. but with Mbako and the fact that again, like you're saying a draft of high school players, right. McKenzie goes number one. Yeah. Is it fair to have Zion or Paulo Banquero freshman-like seasons expectations for a player like McKenzie? Ah, that's tough. Number one, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, to your point, he did he did go number one in our mock draft. So I, see I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I, he's definitely a guy that will be highly productive. I'm trying to. Th- it, so a, a lot of it depends on who's still there. Right. right. Um, will will he get the shots to be that productive? Sure. He should. Right. He, he if all goes according to plan. Now he should. Um, and if that's the case, yeah, he could definitely be that productive. He could definitely be as productive um, as Paul. I could definitely see him as productive as Paul. He's that good. Like he's really talented, really talented wait. player. Can't wait to see him play. All right, the 2023 class is not done. Still moves to be made potentially for John Shire and his staff. And we'll talk about that on the other side of our final break here on Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today. And once you finish our show, why don't you go by and check out Locked On ACC. You can get more on the conference by making Locked On ACC 
your second listen every day as host Candace Cooper and the local experts like myself of Locked On take you across the conference in 30 minutes. Make Locked On ACC your second listen of the day. As we begin to wrap up today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils, again, J.J. Jackson alongside my buddy Jason Jordan, the director of college basketball recruiting for Sports Illustrated. Let me plug your work real quick before we wrap up our conversation. Again, you said you have a Caleb Foster profile coming out here shortly. Tell me some of the other things that you and your Sports Illustrated staff are working on, Jason. Well, I'm going to give you a great segue. Um, Caleb, this is good. So we're doing a Caleb Foster feature this week. We also have a big feature on TJ Power, um, who Duke fans probably have heard of, right? Oh, yeah. We're doing a big feature on him that will come out, uh, I believe, on Tuesday. Tuesday of this week. So, um, yeah, definitely check for that. Um, It'll be more in-depth. And I think people will learn a lot from the story. Well, I I mean, I certainly can't wait to dive into that because this is going to be exciting to have the conversation about the the 2023 class. We started off by mentioning the fact that Tyrese Proctor reclassifies. Here's a scholarship available for 2023. Four commits by a lot of people. Duke's got this number one class in 2023. But you can always add to it. You can still (laughs) stay number one by adding to it. And somebody like TJ Power or Andre Stoyakovich, it seems like, uh, you know, J.P. Estrella was a big name before he canceled yeah. the Duke visits. It really felt like uh, once the Proctor news happened, all of a sudden, John Shires get back to it. His coaching staff getting back to it yeah. on the recruiting trail. And they do want to add more to the class, correct? Yes, yes. I do think they'll add another piece to the class, and I think it'll be a big piece. Uh, probably one of those names. If they if they add one, it'll be, definitely be one of the names that you just said. So, And I think they're in good position for both. Um, uh, you know, and if they swing and miss on a couple, then I definitely think that you could see, uh, you know, the joy of the world that we live in now is that you're going to have uh, 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 big pickings in the transfer portal. So, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, the next couple months will tell a lot uh, in the recruiting world, uh, maybe even the next month. So I guess we'll see. And we've seen six-man recruiting classes for Duke before, so it's not yeah. like that would be crazy to sort of sit there and think about it. Right. The offers are out there. Uh, it's got to be crazy to do the numbers game just from conversations you have with coaches and that sort of thing. We talked about a little bit earlier in terms of the shots Mbako could get. Like, who's going to be back on the team for shots, but then also who's going to be back on the team for scholarships yeah. that you're trying to send out to people? Hundred percent. That's you know that's always the, and the coaches always talk about that's the that's the, the how you weigh things out. You know you just got to sometimes you just got to let things develop, and that's why you don't always fault kids for um, waiting it out. You know and waiting until the spring to decide and things like that. Even though uh, you know with the transfer portal, kids are kind of grabbing their spots. You know just to to lock it in if they know where they want to go, they're going ahead and committing more so than they have in the past. Um, so. Yeah, it, 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 there's a lot of variables that have to weigh out um, on everybody's roster, um, not just Dukes, but um, definitely be interesting to see. You, you made some noise last week on social media, and Duke fans certainly picked up on it. When, when Caleb Foster's out there talking about T.J. Powers, the guy to play with, why does why does Caleb Foster want to play with a guy like T.J. Power? Give us the well, they, they had a duel for the ages at Peach Jam that um, Caleb said just left him like, wide like the standing eight count they both had 28 points i think uh, tj even had 11 rebounds and seven assists in the game and um 
both of them, you could tell, you know, it's kind of walking off the field of battle and you kind of hug each other like, oh, man, you are a beast. You are a beast. Oh, you are, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and so it was, a, you know, it was the perfect, it's, it's Peach Jam, so it's a circus. But, it, you know, it's standing room only, right? Because um, everybody, the, the news was like, uh, you know, they were already too highly, highly um, ranked players. And so then when they started both cooking, the, the crowd got, bigger and bigger and bigger to stand in room only. And then there's a who's who of coaches around the court. So, you know, great setting. Um, and so they definitely, they both of them lived up and surpassed their hype for sure. What, what type of player does TJ power kind of translate into at the college game? Yeah. So he's a, um, a highly versatile wing, uh, Southpaw knocking down that NBA range shot, um, getting to the basket at will against whoever. Like, you know, he he's a guy who he told me um, when he was in Kansas City, when he really blew up, he had a 33 point game and then a 41 point game. And then that's when the Blue Blood Offer Party started. Um, and so he told me that um, something in that first game, because the funny thing is in the 33 point game, he had three fouls in the first quarter and he had five points at halftime. <laughs> And so he said in the second half, something really, he felt like his back was against the wall. And he really it clicked in him, right? And so um, ever since then, he hasn't gone back mentally, right? So he's on a, a level that is um, that is different. The next game, he had 41 points. And then the ne- he's offensive MVP. Then he's defensive MVP at Peach Jam. So, um, yeah, he's gone to another level for sure um, pro- in productivity-wise and, you know, mentally. But 6'7", great size, obviously scoring on all three levels, super, super gifted as a playmaker. Again, he had seven assists in that game against Caleb, but he's averaging like five assists a game in the EYBL. So um, that's a big number, especially for a guy who is as productive as he is. And he's tough, man. He'll get in there and mix it up. Um, Comparison-wise, he's almost like a Kyle Singler. Um, so, and I know Duke fan, I, I gave you a comparison, <laughs> your guy, right? Don't get me in trouble. But, um, yeah, guy I'm very high on. And I, I was definitely wild when I watched him this summer, especially but, to the latter part of the summer. I, I told you last week, I'm, I'm biased more towards those Southpaws being a lefty myself <laughs> when we were talking about Mark Mitchell. So, uh, here we are again, talking about it. Jason, this has been outstanding. Thanks again for joining me here today on Lockdown Blue Devils. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for having me. That's Jason Jordan joining us here on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. And that's going to do it for our program today. As always, thank you for making us your first watch and your first listen every single day. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow and subscribe to Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe on YouTube. Thanks again to Jason Jordan for joining me on the show today. That's going to do it. As always, go do. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.